This is the Wes and Walker Show on a football Friday. The texts are rolling in. Keep them coming. 704-570-9610. I got a personal text from Spence who asked why didn't, I guess, the 49ers sign Newt Hopkins. Says he was begging for him because we didn't need him. He's old and washed up and uh, we'll need DeAndre Hopkins. So, there's your answer, Spence. Did he, did he text your personal number? No, he did not, but oh, okay. I just said, you know, personal message. Oh, he gotcha. my name leading it all. I don't know if you were giving your phone number out there like that. No, <laughs> no, no doubt about Spence it. Spence got it. No doubt about it. And so, uh, also, we have the 704 number asking, why aren't we talking about LaVisca Chenault and the new Kansas City wide receiver uh, that Carolina picked up as well. So we'll get to that, and maybe we can uh, get that in as we preview Carolina and Atlanta. But for now, it's time to go to the campus. Kona! Bad news for the North Carolina Tar Heels. Mac Brown ripped the NCAA on Thursday after receiving word that receiver Tez Walker will be ineligible to play this season, saying the NCAA has failed Walker and his family. Brown said it makes no sense and it never will, quote, unquote. Walker and North Carolina have spent months appealing the NCAA's initial decision to reject his waiver to play in 2023 as a two-time transfer on multiple grounds. Mental health challenges he has experienced leading to his decision to transfer closer to home and that he never played at his first school, North Carolina Central, because his season was canceled as a result of the pandemic. His two previous schools, North Carolina Central and Kent State, filed waivers in support of Tez Walker playing this year. So, I mean, does the NCAA just really have a, I can't use the term I would want to use, but just have a severe lust to want to ruin a young man's uh, season and, and, and set back his career. After you get support from both schools, you see that the young man wanted to be closer to his grandmother, who is sick. This is verified. But yet and still, they say, no, you can't play, and all the evidence is right there. It's ridiculous. I can't make anything of this. And I'm sad for this kid. Yeah, I mean, it's really unfortunate. With the rules coming in after Tez Walker decided to make this move to transfer to North Carolina to be closer to family because of some of those personal reasons. And now you're talking about Tez Walker not being able to play in week one and all of us being in this limbo. North Carolina gets past that. Drake Meg is wearing the Tez Walker jersey. We get too close to their week two game and the NCAA ruling comes down and says, nope, Tez Walker not allowed to play. And you talk about a strongly worded statement from Mac Brown, the, the PR statement, the statement from the head coach of North Carolina saying shame on you NCAA all caps you went all caps on him at the end shame on you can't make any sense of it yeah it's a real problem and you hate to see it Fiddy I know you guys were talking about this you wouldn't flounder HTB underscore Josh and HTB underscore Anthony I believe is what its Twitter handle is so what do you have for us on this too what were you guys talking about with some of the main takeaways you know like here's the thing the NCAA once again has, has failed ki- uh, failed a kid like they've done for its entire existence as an organization but this needs to be a rallying cry for North Carolina this needs to be a motivation factor where you got a, a player a teammate a brother if you will that's being that's being screwed out of play um, and here's the thing, like it, it, it sucks for him individually, but Carolina proved last week they can win big games without him. 
Um, and, and so, you know, I hate it for him individually. This, this needs to be something that they rally behind and maybe this motivates them on a week-in, week-out basis. But uh, they've already proven that they, they're capable of, of finding guys to step up and make plays in his absence. So, yeah, man, Carolina's going to have to find guys to be able to step up. They were able to do so in the first game with Kobe, Pesor, John Copenhaven, each scoring touchdowns in that game. So they'll need him, Kamari Morales, Gavin Blackwell, J.J. Jones, all of these guys to be able to step up. J.J. Jones was definitely a guy that I thought was going to have a, a big game in his absence. Only had two catches for 24 yards. So as the world turns, Carolina's got App State uh, this weekend, 515 on the ACC Network. We shall see how everything turns out there. And, man, when you talk about having a big impact, it doesn't get any bigger than Colorado. We are a Charlotte sports show, and they're pretty much going to be in our daily, weekly college football breakdowns. And Coach Spurrier has said even on the eve of Texas and Alabama playing tomorrow, he said that is not the biggest game in the country. And he said, I, and quote, I think Rick Neuheisel said it. He said, who would have ever thunk that the second week of hmm. the season – Boulder, Colorado is going to be the center of college football when they play Nebraska. He said, I know a lot of people think Alabama and Texas is big, but to me, I think Colorado and Nebraska is the biggest game in the nation this week. He said this on the Paul Feinbaum show and said that he is all aboard the coach prime hype train and is enamored with Deion Sanders and his brand new roster and what they've already accomplished. And to add on to that, the Colorado Buffaloes are attracting more bets than NFL games. Sportsbook operator BetMGM reported Friday that Colorado Nebraska had attracted more bets than every remaining NFL game in week one. A rarity, according to bookmakers, especially for a matchup that didn't look attractive before the year. The bulk of the betting action, upwards of 90%, is on the Buffaloes. They are a consensus two-and-a-half-point home favorite over Nebraska. And at one point, that line was nine points in favor of the Nebraska Cornhuskers winning that game. So what do you just think about the impact Colorado's had, what Coach Spurrier said? Is this the biggest game of the weekend when you talk about Colorado and Nebraska? I mean, I don't think so for meaningful games down the line. If we're going to talk about when we discuss college fo football playoff implications. Right, but this week as far as being bigger than Alabama, Texas. Well, right. If we're talking about just long you know, season-ending implications with each game carrying a lot of significance, especially for teams that are trying to reach the top four. Alabama, you might be down on them. They're still trying to reach the top four this year. I think that Alabama-Texas game still is more supreme. If you're talking about what's going to be more popular, you went through some of the numbers as far as where the money is coming in. We're talking about a lot of Colorado-Nebraska. It's a little bit skewed here in Charlotte because we all want to see Matt Rule fail. I think that's why we're talking more so here. I don't know if Indiana is talking about this game nearly as much maybe being in Big Ten country with Nebraska, whatever, but you get the idea. I, I, I don't know how much other markets are. I, they probably are a little bit, though, and so, yeah, if you're just talking about what is the most interesting story right now, Alabama is trying to figure out their QB after Bryce Young. Colorado 
bringing in a dude that's playing both sides of the ball, a guy that is Deion's son that threw 500 yards, I think entertainment value, I think popularity, it probably is Colorado and Nebraska on a national scale. And Fiddy, we are up against the break, but what say you uh, about all this and the impact Colorado football's had? You know, look, I, I, I love what Prime is doing at Colorado. I'll be tuned in tomorrow and hope he beats Matt Rule's ass. It's not the biggest game of the weekend, though, because Alabama and Texas has playoff implications on the line. Steve Sarkeesian is still really seeking that first signature win as Texas's head coach. And this is their final year in the Big 12 before they go join the SEC, where they'll see Bama yeah. more often moving forward. So, you know, I, it may be a more entertaining game because of the way Colorado plays, but it's not... If, if you're a college football fan, you're gearing up for Texas, Alabama, not Colorado, Nebraska. Uh, I will say, though, if I had to pick, if I could only watch one of those games, what I would want to watch on Saturday, I, ooh, that's pretty tough. But I probably would go with Colorado because I want to see how they follow up that big win against TCU.